Hello, I'm Pastor Nathan from River Rock Church in Belle Plaine, Minnesota. And in this installment of Walking Our Way Through the Bible, we come to Acts chapter 4. Now, Acts chapter 4 picks up where Acts chapter 3 left off. And as a reminder, Peter and John are going to the temple and they see a man who has been lame from birth. And the man asks them for some alms to give a donation and to receive charity. Um, But instead of doing that, they heal him in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And he gets up and he walks. And everybody's amazed. And so Peter stands up and he addresses the people. Now, we read that whole chapter in the previous installment, so I would encourage you to to go look at that. But that kind of reminds us, I guess, of of what's going on here. So let's begin in Acts chapter 4, verse 1. While they were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple police, and the Sadducees confronted them, because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them and took them into custody until the next day, since it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed, and the number of men came to about 5,000. The next day their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem, with Annas, the the high priest, Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. After they had Peter and John stand before them, they began to question them, By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, If we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed? Let it be known to all of you, to all the people of Israel, and that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing here before you healthy. This Jesus, the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with them, they had nothing to say in opposition. After they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For an obvious sign has been done through them, clear to everyone living in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that this does not spread any further among the people, Let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in his, this name again. So they called for them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide. For we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. For this sign of healing had been performed on a man over 40 years old. After they were released, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit, by the mouth of your father David, your servant. Why do the Gentiles rage and the people's plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand, and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you appointed to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their threats, and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness, while you stretch out your hand, for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Now the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind, and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own. But instead they held everything in common, 
With great power the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on them all. For there was not a needy person among them, because all those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. This was then distributed to each person, as any had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus by birth, the one the apostles called Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement, sold the field he owned, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. So this last part of Acts chapter 4, where it talks about them, you know, selling their land and their houses and sharing with anybody who had need, um, and then it gives the example of Joseph, who, who did such a thing, um, that's setting us up for Acts chapter 5, because we kind of have to understand the context of what was going on to understand why Ananias and his wife Sapphira go into the deception that they'll go into. But we'll, we'll get into that in Acts chapter 5. What I really want to highlight in Acts chapter 4 is the way that the Holy Spirit worked through Peter and John in this instance, right? So they get arrested for doing this miracle, right? And the funny thing is that we never see the Jewish leadership ever say that it didn't happen. They never try to deny the miracle. They know that it happened. But what they see is that people are glorifying God and leaning on Jesus' apostles and what they hear about Jesus rather than on them. And so out of greed and out of a thirst for power, they try to, to squash Peter and John here. But when we look in Acts chapter 4, verse 8, we see something really interesting because we'll read these accounts and we'll say, you know, how could I ever be that eloquent? How could I ever be as quick as Peter and John when they're facing such a stressful situation? And we question our own ability to speak the truth of the gospel, and that might prevent us from sharing the gospel in our lives. But what we see in Acts chapter 4, verse 8, is that it says, Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them. What Peter says here is all fueled by the Holy Spirit. And even the Jewish leadership recognizes this. Because it says in verse 13, When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. God calls each one of us to share our faith in word and deed, to speak the truth of the gospel and live out the reality of God's love in the way that we treat those around us. And this is not dependent on our eloquence or the ability of us to understand all theology or all apologetics. And while it's good to study that stuff, to always be ready to give an answer for the faith that we have, it's the Holy Spirit that works through us. It's him who receives all the glory and all the honor and it's him who empowers his believers to go and preach the gospel. So I would encourage you, if you're feeling anxious or nervous about your own ability when it comes to sharing the gospel, um, or living out the, the Christian life, uh, especially in the way that you treat non-Christians and those around you, I would encourage you to continually ask God to make you more aware of the presence of the Holy Spirit. Rely more deeply on Jesus. Spend more time with him in prayer, in scripture reading, and in worship songs. Um, and stop focusing so much on your ability or your limitations and focus more on the source of our hope, which is Jesus and the one who empowers us to talk about that hope, which is the Holy Spirit. Thank you. I hope that this has blessed you and helps you as you study Acts chapter 4 and as you look through the rest of the Bible. And I pray that in all things, God's name will be glorified and his will be done.